Shalom to all. Today's office is Dharma Daf Nun Vav. We are starting at the top of the Daf with a brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Maris Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Maisha, Her Nishama, Shadav, and Aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yechamil, Mordechai, Ben Rabchaim, His Nishama, Shadav, and Aliyah. And the Mishnah says, Hanar de Ben Abai is a person made a nether from a house. He's not going to go into the house. Motor by Aliyah, he's allowed to go into the upper level of the house. Tivir Abmer, that's Abmer's opinion. That's because house and upper level are two different things. Bachamar and Chamim say, Aliyah Bachal Habayas. The Aliyah is considered part of the house. So when he says bias, he's including Aliyah. However, Hanar de Ben if made a nether, he's not going to go into the aliyah, into the upper floor. He's allowed to go into the house, into the main floor of the house. That's because aliyah definitely doesn't include house. And the Gemara says, Mantanu, who's the town of the Valum Brisa? The Pasuk tells us, Bebeis. This Pasuk is referring to a nagat saras found on a house in Eretz Yisrael. So the Brisa says that this word base in the Pasuk, Lerabais Eshayetziah, it's including the Yetziah, the veranda, according to some of the Girsa, is Hatsavua, a painted house. Furthermore, the Brisa tells us, Bebeis, the Pasuk says, Lerabais Aliyah, including the aliyah of the house. So who's this Brisa? Like Amr Chazer Chazer says, Rav Meir, he is Rav Meir. The Rabbanon, if it's Rabbanon, Ho Amr Rabbanon, Naliyah B'Chal Habayis. The Rabbanon told us in our Mishnah that Naliyah is included in a house. So Lomeli Krav Beis Leriboy. Why would I need a pasuk telling us Beis, including an Aliyah? We don't need a special pasuk for that. It's Pashat. A house automatically includes the Aliyah. So if we need a pasuk to say that the word Beis includes Aliyah, it must be that that's according to Rav Meir. So Abayi Amr Abayi says no. I feel the same Rabbanon by Krav. We can even say that Rabbanon would need a pasuk for this. Why is that? The Sagat Dechamina. I might have thought the Beis. The Pasuk regarding Tsaras tells us if Tsaras is found on a house in the land of your Achuza. And what would we think that we learn from there? The Machaber Ba'arosh Bayas, something which is connected to the ground, that's called a house. And that type of house can have an egg at Tsaras. But Aliyah, Holem Machaber Ba'arosh, the upper level is not connected to the ground. So even according to the Rabbanon, I might think that a negat Tsaras in the Aliyah is not considered negat Tsaras. So that's why even according to the Rabbanon, we would need to have a Pasuk including Aliyah, specifically when we're talking about Tsaras. The Gemara continues. Who's the following member like? If a fellow tells somebody, I'm selling you a house in my house, he could show him the aliyah, which right now we're understanding to mean he could tell the fellow, Do you know what you bought? You bought the upper level of the house. Now, the reason why he's allowed to give him the aliyah, the upper level, is because he told him, A house within my house. But if all he said is, I'm selling you a house, he's not allowed to give him the upper level. Now, let's say, this is Rav Meir. Why? Because Rav Meir says that Aliyah and Bias are two separate things. So if all he did was say the word Bias, that cannot be including the Aliyah. The Gemara says, no, I feel Tamer Abanon. This could even be according to Rabbanon. Because my Aliyah, what does it mean, Aliyah? That Marehu Aliyah, he could show him the Aliyah. Me'ula Shabbatim. Really, the Girsu should be Me'ula Shabbatim. He has to show him the best of his properties, the best of what he has. Aliyah doesn't mean the upper level. It means he has to show him the very best of what he has. And so therefore, this Brisa could even be according to the Rabbanon. And on to another similar Mishnah, the Mishnah tells us, a person made a nether from a mita, from a bed. No sleeping or sitting on a bed. Motor Badargash, he's allowed to use a dargash, which is a type of bed. That's our mayor's opinion. A dargash is included in a bed. When he says the word mita, included in that is dargash. However, if he made a nether from a dargash, motor mita, he's allowed to be on a bed. Now the Gemara asks, my dargash, what is a dargash? Amar Ula, he says, Arsad it's a bed of good luck, a bed of good fortune. Now what does that mean? So it's fairly common that they would set a bed in the house designated for the Sar Habayas, or the Malach of the house. And this is like for good fortune or good luck. Now it's not also because of Nichash, because it's somewhat similar to the concept of a Kisei Shel And according to Ula, that's what this dargash in our Mishnah is referring to. Now we're going to ask a series of questions on Ula. Amar Ula, Rabban Ula, Rabban asked Ula, Hadit Na, that which we have in our Mishnah, Kishayin Mavarun Aisai, when they give him his Sudas Havara, now what is a 
Suda's Havara. So it's the first Suda that Avel eats after the Kvura. The Minig is that other people serve him the Suda, meaning it's their food, not his own. So this Mishnah is referring to when the king is an Avel and they're giving him a Suda's Havara. How does it look? Kala Amasuban al everyone reclines on the ground, and he reclines on a Dargash. So here's a question on Ula. Kula Shasa La Yasavala. The whole year he doesn't sit on this bed because it's a bed of good fortune, a bed of good luck, and no one's going to sit on it. But Ahu Yaima Yasavala, on that day when he's an Avel, he's going to sit on this bed? That doesn't make sense. But I'm asking Ravina. Ravina asked on this, showing how this is not a good question. It's just like meat and wine. Throughout the year, if he wants meat and wine, he could eat. If he doesn't want, he doesn't have to. It's his choice. But Ahu Yaima, on that day that he's an Avel, and they're giving him a Suda, Ananya Vinale, we give him food, and he doesn't have an option. He's got to eat this meat and drink the wine. So it could be the same thing with this Arsa de Gado. The whole year he doesn't sit on it, but when he's an Avil, he sits on it. So Gemara says, you're right. Al Hakasha, this is the question on Ula. A Dargash is not overturned, it remains straight. Now, this is another halacha regarding Avelas. In the times of the Mishnah and Gemara, the Avelim would come home from the Kvura and they would turn over all the beds in the house. So this Brisa tells us that a Dargash is not turned over. Now, if you want to say that a Dargash is this Arsa de Gado, this bed of good luck, but Tanya, we have a Brisa. When a person turns over his bed as an Avel, let me he doesn't just turn over his bed. He has to turn over all the beds in the house. And by the same token, he should have to turn over a Dargash if it's an Arsa de Gado. So Gemara says, no, that's not a question. A Dargash could be just like a bed which is special for Kalim. If he has a bed in his house, which is only meant for Kalim, it's basically just a storage bed, kind of like your treadmill. Who uses a treadmill? You just use it to store your clothing. So it's the same thing. He has a bed in his house just to store all of his pots and pans and stuff. So he doesn't have to turn it over. And by that same token, he wouldn't have to turn over a Dargash either. So Gemara says, you're right, Eli Ikasha Hakasha. If we're going to ask a question on Ula, this is the question. All that we have to do to it is its loops have to be undone and then it falls on its own. Rabshim Gamaliel argues with the Tana that we brought in Ahmed Aleph. He holds that an Avil does have to do something to a Dargash. It doesn't have to be turned over, but the loops that are holding up the platform that the mattress is placed on, those are undone. And then this leather piece that holds up the mattress falls down. Now here's the question. If you want to say that a Dargash is an Arsadigado, Karbitin mi Islay, does it have Karbitin? Does it even have these loops? It's a totally different type of bed. So it must be that a Dargash is not an Arsadigado. And the Gemara continues with this. Kiyasa Ravin, when Ravin came from Eretz Yisrael, Omar, he said, and I asked one of the Rabban in Eretz Yisrael, Rav Tachlifa Bar Marava Shmei, his name was Rav Tachlifa Bar Marava. And why did I ask him what a Dargash is? He used to frequent the leather market. But Amrli, and he told me, my Dargash, what's a Dargash? It's a bed that has a leather piece, which means that it's a leather piece that's stretched across the frame, and that's what the mattress is placed on. So you see that a Dargash is not an Arsa de Gado. And continuing with this, Itmar was stated, Ezu mita ve'ezu Dargash. What's the difference between a Mita and a Dargash? So Amr Birmia, he says, Mita masargna oisal gaba. A bed, the ropes are woven on top of the frame of the bed, they're woven in a crisscross pattern, and then the mattress is placed on top of that. However, Dargash, masargna oisal migufai, the ropes are woven within the frame of the bed. There's holes made in the frame of the bed, the ropes are woven through that, and then the mattress is placed on those ropes. But now the Gemara asks on our definition of Mita. Mesve, the Mishnah says, Kli eats me emesem toma. When is it that a wood keli is going to be makabal toma? We know that a wood keli is makabal toma only once it's finished. So hamita va'arisa, a bed and a crib, mishe shufam hadag. Once they're smoothed down or sanded down with fish skin, then it's considered finished. Now ve'imita mistaregas hagaba, if you want to say that the ropes of a bed are woven on the top of the frame, meaning the ropes are covering the frame, so lomali shifas ar hadag, why does he have to smooth down the wood with the fish skin? You don't see the wood anyway, it's being covered over with ropes. So Gmar says, you're right. Both a mita 
and a dargosh, the ropes are woven from within the frame itself. However, mita aulevafuke bebezini, the ropes of the bed are woven in and out of holes that are in the frame itself. Dargosh aulevafuke bavkasa, dargosh, the ropes of this leather sheet, they're woven in and out of loops, and the loops are attached to those holes that are in the frame of the bed. And now just about this halacha, that an avil has to overturn the beds in their house. Amar Yaakov bar Acha, Amar Rebbe, mita shenaklitel yaitzen, a bed which its poles are sticking up, this is referring to a canopy bed that has one pole in the middle of the headboard, one pole in the middle of the footboard, and a canopy is draped over these poles like a tent and protects the person who's sleeping from flies and bothersome insects. So Zaikva, the bed is stood up straight, Vidaya, and that's sufficient. It doesn't have to be turned over because it can't be turned over, it has these poles sticking out of it. And now just regarding this machlekes, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel and the Tanakama from Amr Aleph, what do we do with the Dargash as an Avil? Do we have to do something special to it or do we leave it? So Amr Yaakov Bar-Idi, Amr Bishuma Levi, Halacha Krim Gamliel, at the top of this Amud, that he has to undo its loops, let the leather piece fall, and that's what an Avil has to do to a Dargash. And we continue with another Mishnah. A person made a nether from a city, that he's not going to go into the city. He's allowed to go into the Tchum of the city, but he's not allowed to go into the Ibor, the extension of the city. Now, what's the Tchum and the Ibor of the city? So we know that on Shabbos, one is not allowed to walk more than 2,000 Amas from where the city ends. That's called the Tchum of the city. Now, there's also something called the Ibor, or the extension of the city, which is where the Tchum can be measured from if there's a house that's within 70 and a bit Amas from the city, so that 70 Amas of space from where the main part of the city ends until this house is called the extension of the city. So if a person makes a nether, he's not going to go into the city, he's allowed to enter the Tchum of the city, but not the Ibor area, that 70 Amas extension, or the city itself. Another halacha, Avol Hanodim and Abayas, if a person made a nether, he's not going to go into a house, Asr Min Ha'agaf Vilifnim, he's allowed to go anywhere from the doorframe to the inside of the house. Now the Gemara addresses the first part of the Mishnah, How do we know that the extension of the city is considered to be part of the city, and therefore when the guy makes a nether, he's not going to go into the city, he's also not allowed to go into the Ibor of the city. So Amar B'yechen, he answers, because the Pasuk says, It was when Yeshua was in Yerichai, and this is the whole story how Yeshua met a Malach. Now, my B'yerichai, what does that mean he was in Yerichai? Elim, if you want to say B'yerichai Mamish, Yeshua was actually in the city of Yerichai. But the Pasuk says, The Yerichai was completely sealed off. This is talking about before Yeshua and Am Yisrael went into Yerichai. So it can't be that Yeshua was actually in Yerichai, that he was in the extension of the city, and it's still considered like he was in the city itself. The Gemara asks, Why don't we say that he was in the Tchum of the city, and it's still considered like he's in the city? The Gemara says that can't be because it says regarding the Tchum of the city, and you shall measure it outside the city. This is the Pasuk telling us that we should measure the 2,000 Amat Tchum of the city, and the Pasuk says very clearly, measure it outside the city. So we see that the Tchum is considered outside the city, but the extension, the Eber of the city, is considered to be part of the city. And continuing to explain the Mishnah, we had said, if a person made a nether from a house, he's only usher to enter the agaf, the doorframe, and towards the inside of the house. The Gemara makes an inference from this, but from the doorframe towards the outside, it implies that there's no isra to enter and he's allowed to stand there. But now Master of Mari of Mari asks the following question, and this question once again brings up the concept of tsaras of a house. We know that when there's a negat tsaras on the wall of a house, the coin walks in, and if he decides it's a negat tsaras, he has to be saiger, he has to close up the house. So the Pasuk tells us, and the coin shall leave the house. Now, you might think that if the coin's leaving the house that has a nega, he completely leaves, he goes back to his house, and then he officially closes off that house. Tom Lamer, that's why the Pasuk says, El he leaves the house to the entrance of the house. Now, if you want to say he goes to the entrance of the house, you might think that he should stand under the threshold, which 
means he stands by the threshold and then he closes off the house. Tamalarm, that's why the Pasuk says, Min habayas. He has to go from the house. Implying he has to completely leave the house. Haketzad, how do we apply this? Meaning, what's a kind supposed to do? He has to leave the house, but he can't go home, but he has to be near the house. So what does he do? He stands right outside the mashkaif, right outside the threshold, and then he closes off the house. Now it's from this line that we just read that Rav Mari is asking his question, but let's just complete the b'risa before we explain the question. How do you know that if he ended up going to his house, the kind went back home, and then he closed off this house that has the nega? Or he stood under the shakof, he stood under the threshold, and he closed off the house. Then it's still considered like the house is closed off. Because the Pasuk says, In whichever way he closed off the house, it's still considered a valid closing off of the house, and he did his job as he was supposed to. But now going back to our question, Rav Mari says, We see from this that the Kayin has to leave the house, and that he has to be on the outside of the mashkaif, on the outside of the threshold, that he's not allowed to be on the outside of the doorframe, because the outside of the doorframe is still considered to be part of the house. So how can we make an inference from our Mishnah that when a person says he's not going to go into a house, he's only not allowed to be on the inside part of the doorframe, but he's allowed to be on the outside part. By a kain being Saigar house from Saras, the outside part of the doorframe is still considered part of the house. Sigmar says, no, that's not a question. Shani Gabe bias, specifically by a house, when we're dealing with Saras, it's totally different. Because the Pasuk says, Min habayis, kuloi, telling us that the kain has to completely leave the house. So that's a special Pasuk by Saras, but it doesn't apply by the case of Nadarim. So therefore, when a person makes an edit, from a house, he's only ushered to go from the agaf, from the doorframe, in the inside of the house, but not from the outer part of the doorframe. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with a brand new Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.